to another episode of the Mama Logs podcast. Today is a continuation of a conversation I had with Jacinda Bully and her son, Jolly. Um, and this is Jolly getting to know his mom a little bit better. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. passing me the mic, then you'll be entering storm. Set the whole world on fire just to see it transform. If you like me, it's like to lead the soul that you adore. Um, so now we've got part two of uh, this awesome interview. Jacinda had mentioned it before. She's got three amazing Oh, three words I use to describe my mom. Mm. Um, keen, full, um, and let's see, like, just honest. Yeah, honest. So you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the sacrifices you had to give and, you know, provide or even, you know, like leaving completely off this, the mainland and moving to a, a totally different environment. Um, I know how hard it is for me to move from Madison to Chicago back and forth every weekend. So, like, separation anxiety alone and that. But can you just talk a little bit um, about, like, what were maybe some of the temporary things you thought that you would have to separate yourself from when you decided to leave? And then once you finally got there, what you realized that you didn't have any importance or you you didn't really care or value those things nowhere near as much. So, like, what are some things you battled? battled with leaving in Chicago for that time that you took away for the pregnancy? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I battled was um, leaving the the person that I whose baby I had. As much as I knew that that was... Um, it was just ill. It still was like you, as a female, when you, 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 you have hope. So the relation that that relationship, no matter how bad it was for me and toxic it was, I still, in my mind, wanted to have a different outcome. So I was afraid to leave that I might miss an opportunity for it to get right. Um, so I battled with that. I um, I bat- so um, I also you know I went away to when I went away to school. I had that when I went to New York. I had that same kind of anxiety of leaving what was so familiar for me, and um, and that was real. That was hard. So a lot of my the first things were really just about the relate some of the relationships that I had, good or bad, you know, because um, they were familiar, and you hoped for them to, to be better. Um, and um, it was really the first time that I wasn't sure I would come back. So that felt. That was really hard for me with, with my mom and, and Jack because, you know, as whatever was going on in our crib, I, I always stayed in co- like close to them, you know. Um, but uh, it was an interesting time because they were moving. They moved from up, from uptown or, or, or the, the north side that I knew and moved, you know, more west. So it, it, it was a different time. But, yeah, I was it was really about relationships that I had, you know, um, with... You know whether it was uh, a, a a man, a guy, or it was friendship, 
um, and it was um, the possibility of, of something. The thing that I realized the most is when I came back eight months later, nothing changed. Everybody was doing the same thing. Yep. That person that I was having a child with was of no use to me and would have been of no use to me for that, those nine months because he had to do himself and he was, wasn't getting himself right. And the potential for my mama to love me in the way that I wanted her to love me didn't change. You know, that, that, had, that, came, from, that came from something else. So it, it was all still there. There was still potential for me and my mama to have the, the relationship that I had dreamt of. There was still the potential for me to be in uptown and not forget where I'm from. Like, it all was the same. I returned and nothing had changed except I was about to have a child. Hmm. And that was it, you know. And even when I had a child, everything went on. People still did what they were doing. You know, nothing stopped. It, it's, we often think it's all about us and our world. And if I leave, or, like, you know, you'll hear people will even say, well, when I die, it don't matter. Life keeps going. Someone passes away, we miss them, we feel bad, but everything keeps going. And so it's really about, it was the best decision that I made because it was what I needed spiritually just to, to prepare, to prepare you for this life. And had I stayed, I would have been crying and sad and 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 you know just not in a good state and so when we leave yeah you know we, we it's it's always the potential of what we might miss out on that's mm-hmm. that was the big thing what i might miss out on what opportunity to have a better relationship what opportunity may i miss out on in terms of a job or school or you know things like that yeah um i think that's pretty honorable to make that decision to leave and, and, like, see that there's a decision to be made because, you know, I feel like a lot of times in those, when you're at that crossroads, it can be life or death on the other end. I feel like for a lot of people, they if they would have taken that time to get away and fi- and figure out the answers, they would still be alive now, like, even in Uptown, like, related to, like, kids pursuing their, you know I mean, their passion or what they're talented at. But if you really, like, you know what I mean? If you, yeah. you know, just, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but just, you know, I think that, that it's scary because on the other end, you're like, what am I, if I leave, do my words still hold the same weight? Do I, am I still that same person that they think I am? Or, you know, like, so it's just a lot of, it's, 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 it's trial, you know. But I think that you, you prevailed, it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the people who are scared to figure out what's on the other side, sometimes you, it takes you longer or you don't ever get there. But I think that that's honorable too. That you know that tests do rise, and you you're not scared of them. Um, you made me you you making me remember another thing too that I felt I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of felt like I was betraying my community. Yeah. Right. Because all these other girls that had shorties didn't have an opportunity to go away and have a baby and have a whole different life for them. And so I felt like I'm too. Am I am I better than them? Like. You know, I had a lot of that too. Like, I don't, I don't need to ever think that I'm better than somebody else, or that I that I don't deserve like my circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, am I running from them? Yeah. And how am I gonna do good for my community if I'm leaving? So I had right. that reservation yeah. too, and I, I feel that that's part of uh, your personality and me that we share. Like, we have a strong commitment to where we're from and to the folks to making sure that everyone has an opportunity and an experience. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that I see that in you. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. Um, I, could, I could fly, but... Um, 
Yeah, so you talked. Can you can you kind of so I'm I'm always interested because you know you grew up right in the prime of hip hop, but you know you you talked about you went to New York when you were around my age, but how was it then? I mean, you you and then you had the house movement, you know here, um, but. What's something? What's something you vividly remember um, about like? Because nowadays we got social media, so when something drops in, on the East Coast or West Coast, I can hear it instantly. But like, what was like? What was it like to um, be from be from Chicago, but then also see how like just generally hip hop was informing just the neighborhood, the conversations, the food, the just just the the topics at hand. But like, particularly particularly in uptown, like. Mm. Take us through You know what I mean Walk down Wilson Walk down Lawrence with us You know like Give us that visual Give us your angle Like well How is it you know like, Okay um, So I'm trying to think Was this before or after So right before In, in the early 90s Before I moved to New York I remember uh, um, bef- There was a crew called Dim Dare And they were sort of The first like crew and they were they were folks from south side west side north side that all kind of made up this collective crew right mm. and they they used to rock like polo and goggles <laughs> and tims and you know like their their um fashion was I, you know some of them will argue with me but it, but once i went to new york i saw that it was really east, east coast, coast influenced some of them will mm. say they they were innovative and created it but i swear somebody put them on from the east coast because when i went to the east coast mm-hmm. it was exactly what they how they rocked a lot of their fashion and so mm. they were throwing um many of the first hip hop parties so when i was a junior and senior we would go um we we would have there would be basement parties and nerd would be the DJ and those basement parties would have a lot of house music but they also would play some hip hop you know and then it, it got more and more hip hop as we got you know kind of older um, but yeah so Dem Dare threw those parties so we would always we would go to those parties and those parties would be you know dance was huge and and like I mentioned I wasn't really big. I didn't really, as though, though weed was always in our crib, I didn't really smoke weed until the end of my senior year, right before going to New York, because everybody there smoked blunts, the Philly blunt. So you said, they all rocked the little Philly blunt hats and the t-shirts, <laughs> and they literally, all they did was smoke blunts. So that, so that, when we came back, so I'm gone to New York, and I'm seeing all this hip-hop. Chicago, we're having little tastes of it with the parties that would come once a month, and there would be a concert, and we would dance the entire time. The Chicago parties were about dance. It wasn't about up on the wall. It was, you know, so There would be freestyle sessions, but it was mo- yeah. there used to be another place called Lower Links, and Lower Links would be... This, this is another thing, Ida, from the teens that you wish you would have you know, took advantage of. They had straight ciphers. So like Ann's 13, who's old now, mm-hmm. she, she used to get on the mic. Mm. All the time. Uh, there was a brother named DeRoe that used to throw the parties at Lower Links. And mm. so we would go. Now, we would just love in the scene, right, and, and dancing and kicking it. But they would straight have a live um, uh, drummer. I sometimes want to think that that was Iamas, but he's, he's I, I don't know if it was him or not. But um, there would be a live drummer, and they would just get on the mic and straight freestyle with, freestyle with the, the drummer. And Lower Links was up north on, um, on Roscoe off of Clark. I'll show you one day. You remember that? So Lower Links and then Alcatraz was this spot that was like on Randolph and Lake. 
We used to go there. And Dem Dare would throw the parties at Alcatraz. Uh, Darrell had them at Lower Links. And then mm-hmm. out south, it was um, the Blue Gargoyle. That was in Hyde Park. And they would throw parties, too. And so you'd have, mm-hmm. like, the graffiti riders and the b-boys and the DJ. And then sometimes they would cipher. So it was, it was real, mm-hmm. like, that type of 90s hip-hop that you, that you probably have a visual of. Anyways, fast forward, I, when I moved to New York, oh, my God. So I wanted to go to New York just for hip-hop scene. Mm-hmm. I had no interest, really, in going to school there. I really just <laughs> wanted to be in a hip-hop video. Like, that was what I thought it was. And, of course, I got culture shock when I'm at a university that's it's all white, all very elitist, upper class. And I'm like, where's the hip-hop? True. So we used to spend every, Friday, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the hood find, trying to find the hip-hop. And, again, it was just, like, fashion it was, you know, Biggie. It was, it was, I remember walking down, walking in Soho one day, and it was, this is when record stores, like Tower Records, like, you know, mm. record stores were big. And Common was all over the window. And I was shy. <laughs> and I was like, I had, I just never really appreciated Common that like pride, that. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> sorry to say, like, New York was where I thought hip hop was at. So in high school, like I always, you know, my guys that turned me on to the most dopest hip hop were dudes that had moved here from New York. Hmm. So I had this dude, Wiley, and he was a graph writer, MC, and he, and his fashion, all that, like, so he always put me up on New York stuff. Um, And his mama was from the Bronx. Hmm. And so when you, when I went to New York, it was like a bunch of hymns. <laughs> a bunch, of, you know, just a bu- and a bunch of the Dem Dare crew, really. Yeah. So the parties were dope, you know. The deep kick, I went to hella Kid Capri parties. Kid Capri is like a, you know, a legend yeah. now. But like he threw his parties were every weekend, so we would we would do that. And so, um, just experiencing like Wu Tang was coming out, you know. Um, mm. uh, I remember. Um, I remember being in a party at uh, in New York and um, hearing for the first time, "Ooh, baby, I like it raw." Oh, yeah, and it was such a grimy back. like, yeah. "Rub your titties if you love hip hop." Yes, super raw, like just foul. But I was, I loved it because you know I'm young at the time. I'm like, oh yeah, you know you're getting into your sexual identity. That was just my, that was my shit. And then now in New York, that's when like they would just chill on couches. And either you would be the blunt smokers that didn't move, yeah. or you'd be on the dance floor getting it in. And that, you know, that's when I got my gold big hue. I bought uh, in Queens. I got my gold door knockers, <laughs> the real ones, not the fake ones. That like would crush if you barely touched them. Put a little dent in it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was that was that was the hip hop that I was experiencing in Chicago. Uptown was, you know, in in the hood for us it was. Uh, hip hop but also those basement parties would be house music hmm. too and then when I came back all of that was emerging so like at the Riv they were having rump shaker contests and in New York it was huge the dance hall so we came as hmm. soon as we came it's that one year I spent in New York and all that love I come back and it's like Chicago's now emulating that 
Chicago's all dance hall having rump shaker contests that we were at all, you know, in New York. Mm. Chicago's having hip hop quarter parties with DJ Twilight Tone. So all of those kind of things are happening in New York. Now Chicago's catching on and there's more hip hop. And then like in 90, in like 95, Chicago opened up like its first hip hop club. It was called, mm. I'm so bad at names, but it was on Randolph and Lake still. It, um, mm. it was called Hip Hop something, I think. But that was the first time. Before then, when we were in high school, mostly we went to places like Reactor or the, the Music Box or um, AKAs. Those were all house parties. And, and them there was like penetrating those parties and playing a little bit of hip hop. Um, I'm going to take it back, try to center it around, you know, the family component. Okay. Um, I know that you, you, you can bounce. That's fine. Um, but... What are you know just on a, a, a straight term because you know I you talked a lot about um, you know just the charisma or just the presence that your mom held and how that informed the person you became and what who you wanted to even be for your your children. Um, but what are just you know three 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 words that stand out to you or describe that describe your mom? Mm. Uh, I think she was unapologetic. Hmm. I think she was unashamed and um, she was um, giving. Uh, well, okay. Uh, this is a weird one. <laughs> I know somebody who looks like you and I'd be wondering like, I could have easily been friends with her, but I was like, no, she looks like my mom. I don't want to be friends with her. But anyway, I'm going to do this question. Be, uh, is that Sophia? No, no, no. Oh, no. I need to know who this person no. is. Were they your age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They, yeah, that's like, it's, that's, that's why. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's also doppelganger stuff. But um, if if we were in high school together at the same time, what group would I be in? What group would you be in? Would we mingle? What what you know? Where would where would we stay on the on the the, the, the hierarchy of of high school or college? You know what I mean? Would we would we cross paths? Absolutely, without a doubt, you are everything I imagined you to be in my belly. <laughs> everything. With the when when you wanted to grow locks, I was like, oh my goodness, I. I had that vision of you, of everything you are, I envisioned you in my belly. I knew you'd be light-skinned. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, hard. That, but, not, you, but you knew how. Not really. But how, yeah. I, I just <laughs> knew, like, you know, you could have turned out a, many different shades. Yeah. You know? and But I I don't know. I Not that the physical thing is why we would have hung out, but I think, I think we would have argued a lot. In our crew, yeah. but we would be in a crew together, and we would have had each other's back. And I think I think it's funny. Um, I think our relationship is kind of like that now. But I think the way that we um, probably less wisdom I would be able to share with you if we were in high school with <laughs> the same crew. But I think we would have those same intellectual conversations. I think we would have pushed each other to be dope artists, mm -hmm. and um, I definitely think we would have battled it out. And people would have probably, this sounds weird, I know, Battery, but right. I bet people would have been like, y'all just need to date each other. I, I could hear somebody like saying that because there's so much similar, like, but we're in denial of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I think we would have been good friends. I think mm -hmm. we would have went to other parties together. And I think that's it. Uh, I don't know how 
you know what I mean? How how the how the city was was uh, I don't know because I'm like the, the whitest friend I got, you know what I mean? So right, right. It's 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 and for me to be hanging out with white girls like I yeah. not that nothing around, but just the type of I don't know. That's why I'm, that's why I was wanting like put me in uptown, then like letting me know that there's. I saw I was trying to see where the dynamic of, of I don't know, but yeah, it's maybe me. yeah yeah probably because we just we have the same interest and in just you know, of course. But I don't I don't like I don't like hanging with people so. We wouldn't hang, hang, right. but yeah. but definitely, you know, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I could totally see that, cause, cause, um, but Uptown is the same. Like, I laugh at like the the your experience at Uplift, cause that's always been Uplift. There's like the two Asian girls, yeah. the one mixed girl, you know, the white black girl, the you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the dyna- that's always been the dynamic of of Uptown. More True. maybe a little more racially mixed. Like Uplift is is way more um, black now than so the demographic. It's probably more black than it was more probably mixed back, back in then, the day. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't common in Uptown to see like a like a a white and an Indian kid or a Puerto Rican and a black kid or a, a, a Asian and a black kid or or white boys that were like just super hood and you would be like what the fuck right. <laughs> you know like that was that's the norm that was mm. the norm in so, Uptown so yeah it just like yeah no expectations so if you were in Uptown m- maybe then. but I think a lot of him is like he just reminds me of like a Hyde Park kid or a Hyde Park, yeah. Oh my god! But Hyde Park back in the day, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that looks. No, yeah, not a Kenwood um, kid. (laughs) Right, but just like a super hip hop head that was up on all the latest music. You know, like that's what I that's what I envision you. I mean, because that's how you are now. Like I envision you that in the '90s and Mm. being at all the parties, but you're intellectual. And a lot, and I, the folks that I would hang with, I mean, I had different friends, right? And some of the friends that I would hang with that were like the hardcore, like, graph head, MC, DJ, like, super hip-hop. Not, because Uptown was more like hood, like, different kind of conversations we would mm-hmm. have in, in Uptown. Mm-hmm. But, like, my super hip-hop crew, like, we would ha- have straight debates. Like, the dude I just told you about in New York that, like, put me on a lot, mm-hmm. he just Facebooked me not too long ago. And he's like, Jacinda Bully, I cannot believe that you told me the truth 25 years ago and I'd fault you on it. And he's and I'm like, what? He's like, you told me no black people don't bring guns into America. And I was fighting you about we were talking about like hood politics. And he was <laughs> like, and you were so right. <laughs> what the hell? Told you. But he was like, but you, that was just you. Like, we would always have super, super stimulating, like, political yeah. debates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. True, I definitely. See okay. I don't know if you had anything else to ask. No, I think, I think that that's funny because, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm done. I don't want to say too much. It's been good. It's been good. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mamalogs podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation between mother and son. The music you've been listening to underneath at the end is Jali's music. He's fantastic. I will put a link in the episode notes so you can find him, follow him, and give him big ups on his talent. You can find the Mamalogs on iTunes and Stitcher and Buzzsprout. Thank you and have a great day. 
purpose in these verses Been the truth since I was born Niggas be blasting on that net But they be lacking that form If you passing me the mic Then you be entering storm Set the whole world on fire Just to see it transform If you liking me It's likely the soul that you adore My squad will break the bread And ask me if I want more I implore that you listen To the cry, grip core We've been trying to fight back Since they washed up ashore I am sure that's spewing fire From your pores It's the light that's orb That the open doors Cause the freeze is never sweet You never heard a lion roar Godson, cuff none That's divine law Cops come, blood run Stained pine saw Zion spoke to me Through the days that I saw Titanic, I came Started stealing what I saw Polar pyro in the creek Formulate on Mars And it bring ain't time to sleep I got the meat all stars Feeling punch drunk, plug deeper than scars Safe, crossing, capable Quick to switch it up and spit it out Just like I'm lady You know telling what the lasers do Available, what games could do But leave you in bars You feel that rain to come in Better hop in my arm By far, rated R It's a pusher, Tony Stark Let a spark a goodie wood Full of Iron Man claw Cause the streets is never sweet You never heard a lion roar Godson and Cufflin That's the violence Cops come Run, stain, pine, so Zion spoke to me through the things I saw, I saw, I saw Through the things that I saw, I saw Through the things I saw, I saw Through the things that I saw, I saw. Zion spoke to me through the things I saw Your soldiers, even vultures, it's that new Jim Crow The birth of a new son from that same old soul Son of a gun, hit the ground where the soul don't glow If applying too much pressure, know your stains gon' show I'm never easy, let them squeeze me money calling So I go, but what the teachers never taught you what you know I see demons killing dreamers in the doobies that I smoke If you another former rebel, throw your Uzi to the flow It's just facts, I need 10 if all my people tryna blow Matter of fact, I'm just that next great Gatsby from the gold Flipping gold, cause the streets is never sweet You never heard a lion roar Godson, cuff none, that's divine law Cops come, blood run, stained pine saw Cause Zion spoke to me through the things I saw, I saw Through the things I saw, I saw Through the things I saw, I saw Through the things I saw Cause Zion spoke to me through the things I saw